This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Wrestling Roundup on Free FM, Air FM, and NPR. As always, I'm Grady and live on Skype, we got Josh. Hey! Uh, this week, uh, randomly, there happens to be a bunch of awesome matches coming up. Uh, eight pay-per-view level matches that just happen to be happening on this weekend. And uh, as always with those, we're going to take a look at the matches and see what uh, storyline implications there are, who we think is going to win, and uh, what the fallout is going to be. Uh, the first one of those eight matches, I'm going to start with the, the singles matches. Uh, let's go with Braun Strowman versus Omos. This is just going to be two big giant men that's going to be fighting. Uh, but I don't, I don't know how much meat will be slapping. <laughs> uh, I don't expect this to be a very long match. And honestly, I think Braun Strowman wins. Yeah, I'm, I'm super confused about this one, right? Because it felt like we were building Omos. We were doing so much with him. He was with MVP. Then we kind of forgot about him. Um, and then he comes back. But Braun returns and, and Braun sort of steps into that uh, big, massive man role that he had before he left. And uh, it's, this is almost like Braun coming back to claim the throne from Omos, who was sitting in it for a little while while he was gone. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. I personally, I think that this may be just the end of the Omos character. I think that they're... They're doing this to establish Strowman as the big dominant guy that he was before he left and phasing out Omos to some degree. Um, Because I I don't really think that Triple H really, I think, cares that much about Omos. Yeah, it's been such a confusing cloud around Omos. We just really don't know what they're going to do with him. but it seems as though the the new toy in the toy box, or I guess the returned toy of Braun Strowman, is definitely the one uh, with momentum, and I, I think is the heavy favorite heading into the swamp. Uh, let's look at another singles match, the only other one without a title or stipulation. It is, once again, more big men. It is Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. This will be, uh, uh, this will be me- meaty men slapping me. <laughs> Um, honestly, I think Brock wins. I think it's, and I'm saying that solely because Bobby won the day one event mm. match, um, earlier in the year. So I think this sets up perfectly for a potentially a rubber match somewhere down the road. And I think these two men will go to war. Yeah. It's always hard predicting a Brock Lesnar match. Uh, it's similar to a Roman Reigns match in that you just cannot count him out of winning any match and under any circumstances against any opponent. 
Um, and what that does here when we're talking about Bobby Lashley, you know, it's a guy who's coming off of a title run, um, seems to have a whole lot of momentum behind him, but losing to Brock doesn't really make you look weak in any way for anybody because he's Brock Lesnar. Um, I, I don't and know. Bobby Lashley is in a much better position now than he would have been if this match happened, say, when Bobby returned to WWE. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I'm fifty-fifty on this one. Uh, I will go fifty-five Brock Lesnar, forty-five Bobby Lashley, just to pick a side. Um, but if if Bobby came out of this the winner, I'm not ultimately going to be surprised. Brock's just here to have some fun at this point, and look, I never thought we'd see him again. So, hey, uh, we've got a lot of other matches. Let's. Let's just talk about even more big men. They're not often referred to as big men, but they sure are. Steel cage match, Drew McIntyre, Karrion Cross. I, honestly, at this point, I'm starting to have real serious questions about Drew McIntyre going forward. Um, because he, he obviously had the big match with Roman. Mm-hmm. Which, which it ultimately doesn't hurt. He had the first match with Karrion Cross, which he had needed to lose in order to establish Karrion Cross. The problem is, is if Karrion Cross loses this, it pretty much done does everything. People are already struggling to have a connection with Karrion Cross as it is, but at the same time, that would be four what four main losses in a row for Drew. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, ultimately, I don't think we necessarily needed this match. Um, I get that the storyline could extend a little bit further, but um, you're right. We are sort of booked into a corner with the steel cage here. Uh, either Karrion Cross looks like a chump or Drew McIntyre uh, loses again um, back to back to back to back. Uh, the only kind of thing that can save it would be a sort of interference kind of finish and that doesn't um like instill a lot of hope because usually that's going to lead to just them having their match later down the line um so yeah I, this is another one of those ones that's very 50 50 to me it feels like both men need to win and neither man can afford to lose i'll i'll err on the side of caution and i'll go with gary and gross because they really are trying to establish him but yeah, if he loses this match, you kiss carrying Cross's chances of main eventing any event. Goodbye. Mm. Because p- fans will not buy him. For the sake of having a little bit of conflict in the show, I will pick Drew McIntyre. Uh, my boy coming out on top and regaining his main event momentum. Um... What else we got here? Let's talk about the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, and I, I have a real need to sing the Wiggles song Hot Potato here. Um, but it is the champions, Alexa Bliss and Asuka, defending them against damage control. Yeah, who who just lost the titles to Alexa Bliss and Oscar on Monday. Um, yeah. Uh, 
normally uh, normally I have issues with uh, hot potatoes and stuff. I I'll go ahead and give hot potato the title back to damn. <laughs> oh. I I really don't know what they're doing here, and and I'll be one hundred percent honest with you. I think Alexa Bliss and Dakota Kai would make a better team than any pairing of these four women. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, yeah, like, Alea and Raquel won the titles and then lost them a couple weeks later to Damage Control. Damage Control held them for, like, six weeks, just dropped them to Bliss and Asuka. I don't know, man. If they drop them now to Damage Control again... I don't know. It feels like there was no reason to do the title change necessarily, but that hasn't stopped us before. Um, I I feel like it's a lot better for us to have damage control with the belts, you know, an actual um, established faction and team, etc. Whereas Bliss and Asuka, you know, people have been asking for a character change out of Bliss for a while. Asuka's just sort of floating. Like, I feel like these titles will do more work around Damage Control's wastes than Bliss and Asuka, who could be off doing other things, you know? Um, so, screw it. I'll agree with you. Let's hot potato the titles back. Let's continue to hot potato these things around and throw them back on Kai and Sky. Um, but that's only because I don't think we should have put them on Bliss and Asuka to start with. Yeah, but then you this gives them... a the moment to chance to put the, all the belts on damage control mm. at the end of the day um, and do it in front of a live audience. That is true. Uh, because we also have the raw women's championship on the line, Bianca Belair defending against Bailey in a last woman standing match. Uh, for me, this one here, it's again a little bit of a hard one just because if we look at the ladder match, Bianca Belair basically won that 1v3 and she's sort of been that character who doesn't quit, doesn't give up. Um, and she's heading into a last woman standing match. It's kind of built for her here. It is. But I think this is where Bailey takes her down. Handcuffs I- or duct tape? Uh, uh, buried under, uh, the, uh, Announce table. There we go. Uh, yeah, I think I I think the num I think this time the numbers will overcome her. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the end, I think Bailey will just will walk out with the women's championship, and Damage Control will have all the belts. I support it. <laughs> I'm happy with it. I like that outcome. Um, it's just really hard for me to bet against Bianca here. Um, she has just been such a fighting champion. She's defeated Bailey before. There's, there's no point to do this match if Bailey isn't going to win. Um, but again, I feel like I keep coming back to, you know, there's been crazier things. Um, but Bianca Belair has held that title a really long time. I'm sure if I click this page here, I can go see how long. There we go. You got you did the math. Two hundred and fourteen. I didn't do the math. I just I just knew that it was for WrestleMania. That's that's oh. hard math. Um, so you know it's not like she's 
out massively if she loses here. Um, I don't know. I'm left not knowing which side I want yeah. to pick on this one, which is a yeah, lot of been, these matches. Yeah, it's been 210 days. Hmm. So, yeah, I could definitely see Bianca losing here. And it'd be perfectly fine, too, because um, she has had it for such a long time. And Bailey is as strong of a person to take the title as anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, why not? All right, well, we are going to go into our entrance theme of the week. We are roughly halfway through the show, and uh, this week it is going to be Sabu's theme. And when we get back on the other side of the song, we've still got three more big matches this weekend to talk about, and we might even have a little bit of time to talk about some NXT. Who knows? We'll have to wait and find out after you listen to Sabu. Round up on Free FM, RFM, and MPR. I'm Grady. He's Josh. Uh, let's talk about the six-man tag team match. It is the OC versus the Judgment Day. Uh, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson returning to back up their buddy AJ Styles, going up against their former buddy Finn Balor and his new creepy crew. This match is very interesting um, because... I'm not, I, this is the first match where I'm like, I don't know who's going to win. Here I am not knowing who's going to win any of these matches. <laughs> yeah, I've been pretty sure on, on, on every match. Um, I don't know. It could easily be the OC winning and to give Gallows and Anderson some momentum head their way towards a potential eventual uh, tag team title match. Or... This could be just another nail in the coffin for for against Judgment Day opponents. Mm-hmm. And I do think whatever the outcome is, Rhea Ripley will be very important into the outcome. Yeah. 
So I, I'm leaning more towards Judgment Day, and I think Dominic picks up the pinfall. Okay. Yeah, I. It's obviously complicated by the fact that Gallows and Anderson just returned, um, but it's also complicated by the fact that AJ Styles and Finn Balor are two people that Triple H has shown to want to invest a fair chunk into. Um, in the past. And so my gut does say judgment day. I think Finn Balor and his crew are just on that rise. Uh, as you say, with Rhea Ripley in the corner as well, um, providing extra added bonus, uh, Dominic Mysterio finally getting some feet under him. Damien Priest showing time and time again that he deserves to be up here. Um, I just feel like they're on the rise and we don't really want to halt that rise with a loss to the OC here. Um, but that being said, you know, in the weeks leading up to this weekend, um, the OC have been on the receiving end of beatings all the time. Um, and it has been the judgment day standing tall for the most part. So a little bit harder to predict on that part, you know, that does sort of tip the scales in the way of the OC. Um, but I don't know. Again, I don't know. All of my picks on this, except for one match, are all going to be 55-45 in the favor of someone. Um, and just because they got Rhea Ripley, I got to tip the scales in the way of the Judgment Day. Uh, last two matches, both of them involving the Bloodline. We have the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships on the line with the Usos defending against the Brawling Brutes. All right. First off, let me say this. The Brawling Brutes, Holland and Butch, have turned out to be a phenomenal tag team. Something we probably wouldn't have said a year ago. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Um, and I'm all for them getting a title run. And... If this event was taking place anywhere other than the Middle East, I'd say give them the title run on Saturday. Give them the titles. Because I I would say that something would happen between Jay and Sammy to cause mm-hmm. the um, the title change. But since it is in the Middle East and Sammy's not going to be allowed there, I'll say the Usos retain. Yeah, that's where I struggle with this one, um, because I'm with you. Uh, I think the Brawling Brutes would make a great Raw Tag Team Champion or a great SmackDown Tag Team Champion. It's just that this overall story with the Undisputed Tag Team Championships is still... It's Sammy, it's Solo, um, it's Jimmy, it's Jay. That's the storyline. And we can't advance that this weekend. Um, and so we've got to um- hold off. Yeah, I will say this. We've been looking at out external forces for being the element that conquers Roman, right? Mm-hmm. What if it's been in front of us the entire time? How about we go full circle with the storyline and it's Jey Uso that conquers Roman Reigns? Yeah. Remember... Jay did not join the bloodline by choice. The only one? Yeah. He got beat into the bloodline. Uh, quite literally. Yeah. And that's pr- part of what I feel like storyline-wise. He's taken such an offense to Sammy. 
Sammy has the power to walk away. But he's choosing to stay with the group. And he's not even a family. He's an honorary goose. Yes, and he's seeming to get favor from the head of the table. It's very possible that they could be setting up Jey Uso to challenge Roman again. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see some sort of match uh, like Jey Uso versus Sami Zayn um, when a loser is kicked out of the bloodline. Uh, and winner, I guess, takes the other half of the tag team championships. Uh, but that's just because I'm still trying to get into my head some sort of Jimmy Sami Zayn tag team um, coming out to um, the Usos music and all of that. Jay is somebody who we built up to main event Jay, right? Mm-hmm. The whole, what has Jay done since that Hell in the Cell I quit match? Been in a tag team again. Yeah. We I like Jimmy. I love Jimmy. But Jay is definitely the if we're going to go a singles route with either of these guys, it's going to be Jay. And I so I would like to see Jay want singles gold. Yeah. But but obviously while in the bloodline, cousin Roman isn't going to allow it. And let's move on to Cousin Roman's match, just so we can cover it uh, before we run out of massive time. It's our last match, and it's tying into what we're talking about. The undisputed uh, WWE Universal Championship on the line, Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. Sounds like you've uh, discounted Logan Paul here, and we're moving on with the Bloodline storyline. I think it'll be a. F- I think it'll be a good match. I think Roman will bring out some of the best work. Of Logan, um, yeah. I mean, it is, I have a hard time believing, at least at this stage, in Logan Paul being the WWE champion. Yeah. Um, that said, nothing would surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I even brought it up that the whole question about what happens if Logan Paul does it should be where this whole fueled around yeah i i like the story that they've managed to build with this match i'm i'm interested to see it uh as much as i've pooped on paul the person um he's he's got the wrestling skill he's got the charisma um and he's managed to do pretty well in all of the matches that he's been put in i don't think this match is going to be any different i think he's going to put on a great showing with roman um but I just don't see him beating Roman Reigns. I, I think the Bloodline storyline is still just so strong, and there's, you know, if if Logan did it, cool, the storyline is now, you know, Logan Paul as the WWE champion, but it seems like a really unsatisfactory turn in the Bloodline storyline. Um, you know, we've already been talking about, you know, what if Sammy faces Roman? What if Jay faces Roman? And all these other possibilities that I feel like are more satisfactory ways to go with uh the bloodline logan great championship competitor uh not a great bloodline storyline component in my opinion and i would agree with that i um i think that this will tell a fantastic story but i think there is too much to the story right now to 
have it ended at the hands of Alrighty, well, we've got about four or five minutes left to go. Uh, so I'm going to chuck in a small amount of NXT. Uh, we were talking about who was going to be Bron Breaker's next challenger. We thought maybe Apollo Crews. And bam, you got Von Wagner. And Apollo Crews and JD McDonald. <laughs> it looks like everybody wants a piece of Bron Breaker. Except Wesley. He's all good. Yeah, but that's because he's a face champion as well. <laughs> um, I will say this. I like that they basically built the entire episode around the NXT cha- uh, singles champion. Mm-hmm. You got kind of a hint towards who their next opponents will be. While also getting to put over the tag team champion. Yeah. I. So yeah, I think it's a case of... And honestly, the segment that started off NXT was pretty good too. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know who takes the title off of Braun, but I, I am thoroughly entertained with everything he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. And I think when he does make the jump to Raw or SmackDown, he will be ready, and we will see him with a United States or Intercontinental title reign within six months of his debut. Sorry, I just read something that completely messed with me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to see. Obviously, that whole storyline was you know Wesley and Bron Breaker versus Pretty Deadly. Um, no, I, I can't ignore this. Uh, we know that R Truth and Grayson. I'm moving. Grayson Waller had a match. R Truth got injured, and um, I don't know if I just paid no attention or what I was doing here. But it's only just clicked to me that Grayson Waller is Australian. (laughs) And um, I feel ashamed that I'm only just figuring this out. And that I've paid that little attention. I'm sad. Although, I don't know if I want to claim him or not. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, it's very unfortunate. It looked like R-Truth was starting to get some momentum again. Looks like he got might have gotten seriously hurt. Yeah, for R Truth, I don't know, man. He did the splits. He did a dive. Um, it looks like the injury happened on the splits move, um, which is you know something he's done a million times. So I think it's just one of those extremely unlucky circumstances. I thought I read it that he it, it happened on the somersault. I might have been. I I only watched the like match clip. And for me, it looked like he was hobbling and holding his knee a little bit, but I haven't read anything uh, on the sheets since. Uh, hopefully, it's not too bad and R-Truth does manage to come back, because as you say, he did have quite a bit of momentum. Uh, and this dude's like 80 years old, so let's not break him. 50. Ah, okay. <laughs> not quite 80. All right, well, no, but he does look like he's 30. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he will forever be 30. Uh, that is all we've got time for this week. It's been great talking to you. Maybe. You can visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash wrestling R&D up, or our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash wrestling R&D up, or our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash wrestling R&D up. And we will see you next week with the results of those matches that are happening this weekend.
Mission is absent the moment that we show. Countdown from three, go. Press X to reload. Yet they still try to topple the kingdom that we own. Outnumbered but outgunning. We're fearless and crap stunning. Never Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.